0: Welcome back to Take This McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. I'm Barbara McGinnis. November is Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and because of that, this episode is going to be talking about alternative therapies and adjunct therapies for folks with dementia.
1: And I'm attorney Chris Johnson. Today in this segment, our guest is professional dog trainer Linda Gregg to talk to us about the different types and benefits of pet therapy. Welcome Linda.
2: Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. You're
1: so very welcome. I was hoping you could we could start by you telling us the different types of emotional support dogs, therapy dogs, and service dogs. I think people throw around those terms interchangeably and are not sure what they really mean.
2: There's a lot of confusion about which one is which because I'll have a lot of people call me want a therapy dog and actually they mean a first service dog a therapy dog is actually your personal yes, pet that is trained to visit hospitals nursing homes schools just wherever therapy dogs are allowed an emotional support dog is there for his owner because the owner has some sort of disability maybe depression or something he's not really trained for tasks but he's trained to be with her or him and they can travel with the dog and they cannot be denied housing for the dog a service dog is trained specifically for a person with disabilities. They're trained for specific tasks like diabetic alert dog or getting groceries off the shelf. Service dogs require a lot of in-depth training.
1: And. In- With service dogs, you see some controversies in the news sometimes that some people try and buy the credentials or the the little vests that Mm. they wear off the internet. Can you tell us about that? It sounds troubling.
2: It is, it's a big problem. And there's not really any easy answers for it because there are no regulations. So if I was a person of that mindset, I could order whatever I wanted to for my dog offline and it would say he was a service dog and I could take him with me everywhere because you can't be denied bring in your dog. But a friend of mine has service dogs, and a legitimate one, and her dog has actually been attacked by dogs that were not true service dogs. But because the companies are afraid of being sued, they allow the dogs
1: in. Oh, that's too bad. That's a shame.
0: So more about just the training requirements, it sounds like uh, the service dog might be the most highly...
2: Trained,
0: or the most investment made into that dog.
2: A service dog requires a several month investment in training and time, and even after they're trained, you have to keep their training up, or you know it will you know want them to keep them in practice. Like a diabetic or alert dog is trained on the, the low sugar scent and the high sugar scent. A friend of mine has a service dog, and she actually gets clothes out of the refrigerator, clothes out of the refrigerator, clothes out of the laundry, you know, like the washer and the dryer.
0: Oh Wow, I think I want
2: one of those. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I want one of those.
1: Are there different types of rules for the different types of animals as far as legal access to public spaces?
2: There are. A therapy dog can only go where therapy dogs are allowed. Like we said, hospice places, nursing homes, schools, any facility that will welcome them, they can't go anywhere else unless it's dog friendly. An emotional support dog can live with its owner even if dogs aren't allowed and travel with its owner. A service dog can go everywhere with its owner. Are there certain types of registration processes? There should be, but unfortunately there's not. It's like a big problem, but no one knows how to solve it. A cousin of mine in Kentucky, he says there, little service dogs have like a little ID or something saying, you know, that that's what they are. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Now there are so many different types and breeds of dogs. Can any dog be a therapy or service dog?
2: I would say any breed of dog could. Some might be more suited for it. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you you get like a high working line, Melanoir or something like that, he might have a hard time being a therapy dog or a service dog.
1: So there are breeds that that lend themselves better to being this type of dog or a service dog or Uh, whatnot.
2: That's
0: probably why we see so many golden retrievers and that are all of those dogs, any of those dogs, the service dog or the therapy dog. Or.
2: But more than anything, I think it's the temperament of the dog. When I would screen therapy dogs, I would look for a dog that wanted the attention. The dog that the more he gets attention, the more excited he is. He just mm-hmm. thrives on it, instead of a dog trying to get away from the people. Yeah. So
0: particularly, how would um, any of these trained dogs relate to patients with dementia?
2: I was reading a study in a couple of magazines and they were talking about patients with dementia with therapy dogs. They actually help them stay calm. They help them eat more. They bring them pleasure. They give them joy. They make them happy. They get them socially interacting whereas they might not. They get them mobile whereas they might not get up. They may get up to go see the dog or to actually move to see the dog. They just have a calming effect on them all around. But that sounds like help any of
0: us relate to to (laughs) our pet almost, or or it it could help any older person with mobility issues and socialization Mm -hmm. concerns, but anything
2: particularly about the dementia patient? That's, you know, the research that I found when I was researching it, it specifically said it reduced their agitation, it helped Mm -hmm. them stay calm, it increased their appetite, and it is because, I mean, they're people like we are, even though they ha- you know, may have dementia, may have an issue, they still basically somewhere inside, they're still themselves. And right. that just okay. goes to show how valuable therapy dogs are in bling- bringing pleasure to everybody. Mm-hmm
1: right. Absolutely. Now, is the pet therapy, it it literally is just having the pet there in the vicinity with the patient. Is there Mm -hmm. anything specific to the interactions? Well,
2: when you go on a visit, you take your dog, and we would always ask, you know, introduce myself. Hi, I'm Linda. I've got my dog Stormy here. Would you like a visit? And if they want a visit, we'll go in and I'll position Stormy, if he's not already up there trying to get attention, you know, position Stormy where they can pet him. So, is it? the petting that keeps them calm? It's that the help. presence, it's the calm, it's just the unconditional love. I mean, some of the dogs, they just exude joy. I mean, they just walk in the room and the people light up.
0: Yeah. Is there any shortage of volunteers, or how do you go about volunteering?
2: If you want to volunteer, I work with Therapy Ark, and we are registered through Intermountain Therapy Animal. But Therapy Arc is uh, therapyark.org if you want to look them up on the internet.
1: Yeah. Very good. I just had a quick question as far as the uh, different levels of training for the dogs. It, it sounded like certainly for the service dog mm-hmm. that can get expensive with the, the amount of training mm-hmm. that goes in. What is the cost of getting different dogs qualified for this type of therapy?
2: Uh, well, a the thir- service dog can cost up in like $20,000, $25,000 or more. Wow. An emotional support dog, you know. I, there's not really any regulation so the training would be kind of I guess whatever the owner chose with the therapy dog it wasn't that much it was like right around 100 150 dollars for me to get stormy through the class and get him registered
1: oh that's fantastic so that that yeah. means that that there's a low a bar window. for that that's yeah. right oh yeah that's fantastic
0: I do that's think we've point. got some contact information for for you Linda maybe we that's up on the
2: screen now
0: Awesome.
1: Oh, and Linda, you have a Facebook page for one of your dogs, don't you?
2: Yes, I have a bull terrier named Zeus and he has a Facebook page. It's actually my business page and it's Tennessee Canine Counselor on Facebook.
1: Tennessee Canine Mm -hmm. Counselor. And does your your bull terrier put out some posts on occasion?
2: Yes, my bull terrier makes daily inspirational quotes and posts and he's kind of got a warped sense of humor so he
1: has a (laughs) following right now. (laughs) How adorable is that?
2: Well, it sounds like that might be worth
0: checking out. All right. Well, I think is there anything else you want to tell us about uh, your your therapy
2: dogs? I think they're awesome, I mean, I'm, I feel really blessed to be able to work with dogs, and they've taken me on journeys I've never expected, and just to see the look on kids' face, I mean, it yeah. makes it, when their face lights up, or even older people, Sure, it just makes it all worthwhile, it touches my heart. Absolutely. That's so sweet. Absolutely,
0: so thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, thank, you. thank you for what you do, and when we come back from break, we're gonna talk about the role of music therapy for dementia care, thanks.